Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and usually with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny, but she is using this week to get her son sorted for back to school, so you'll just be hearing my voice today. I will, however, take this opportunity to tell you that Jenny Kaus is a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. She is a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I'll also finish up her usual part of our introduction. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall your own best self. Today's episode is episode 116 of The Improvement Project, and today I want to talk about some habits that you can incorporate into your life to help ground you when things feel uncertain. Now you might be thinking, uh, hey Peggy, didn't we talk about this in March or April of 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic when all of us were adapting to the crisis and figuring out how we were supposed to feel? Well, yes, definitely. But the reason I want to revisit this topic today is because of something that I have seen and experienced in my practice with my patients in the last two weeks, and that is that things are certainly uncertain. We are headed into back to school time around these parts, and teachers and parents have come into my office with that deer in headlights look on their faces as they do their best to process all of the new news that is being thrown at them. News that, so it seems, is different every day lately. The uncertainty lies in all of the unknowns for parents, students, and teachers. Everyone wants to stay safe and healthy and be supported in whatever path they choose during this back-to-school time. And it's hard to make plans or to know what to expect when it seems like no one really has it together yet to help calm everyone's anxieties around this subject matter. Now, I certainly don't have the answer, but today I want to do a continuation of sorts of what Jenny and I talked about in last week's episode, which was episode 115. In that episode, we encouraged each other and you to get back into routine now that it's September. And even though times are a bit different this year, we still have that back to school feeling. So you've heard us quote our online pretend best friend Gretchen Rubin, who says, September is another January. So if there are some goals that you have or some habits and routines that have fallen by the wayside, now is a great time to get back after them. So in that vein, I do want to share five habits that have helped me and that have helped my patients when they are going through changes and times of uncertainty or anxiety. And as I mentioned, this is what I've been seeing in these last couple of weeks as everybody's negotiating the unknowns of what will happen when kids go back to school. So the first of these five habits gratitude. Now, you know that I love this habit, and Jenny and I have discussed how digging into this habit daily has been a game changer for both of us. No matter how awful or scary or overwhelming things feel, being grateful for what you do have is extra important right now. In a world that can seem to be dominated by bad news and negativity, focusing on the good can feel like a gigantic challenge. While we can't change what is happening in the world, we have more control over our own minds than we give ourselves credit for. By tapping into the ways in which we can shape our thoughts, we can ensure that we are focused on the desired thought processes, leading us to less stress and anxiety, and ultimately, a happier and healthier life. We've mentioned a few times that we like to follow the prompts outlined in the book, The 5-Minute Journal. I'm going to give you a quick review. 
For the morning, write three things you are grateful for, three things that would make today great, and some daily affirmations. In the evening, write down three amazing things that happened today and how you could have made the day better. If you want to dig into this with a little bit more gusto, I do have a free resource that will help you get started with gratitude journaling, and you can find that at gratitude.drpeggymalone.com. Even if you don't want to do a formal gratitude practice like the five-minute journal, you can still get the anxiety-calming benefits of gratitude by stating out loud three things you are grateful for or taking turns with a friend, partner, or relative. So my husband, John, and I do this on the regular, and it really helps to change our state and shift our perspective. So oftentimes, especially if one of us is feeling anxious or you know we're just not being positive or we're just having a hard time, um, I will say, John, rampage of appreciation. Tell me three things you're grateful for. And it really does work to change your state. So I recommend it. Maybe you feel like there is nothing to be grateful for. Did you eat today? Do you have clean water to drink? Are there people in this life that you care about and that care about you? Remember that you have access to the internet if you can hear me speaking these words. That is something to be grateful for. Now, I know these times aren't easy, but gratitude can pull you out of a negative spiral and ground you in a place that will help to calm your fears and focus on what's good. We discussed and practiced gratitude on the Improvement Project podcast in episodes 33 through 36, and we revisited it in episode 98. If you would like to hear how we did when we made this important practice a habit, head over to theimprovementproject.com to check out those episodes. Okay, habit number two, move your body. Your body needs to move, wants to move, and getting it moving will help in so many ways. Exercise always has amazing benefits, but they will be amplified if you are feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Moving your body will help to calm your anxiety by releasing endorphins. It will help you get out of your head and into your body. It will help to give your immune system a boost, and it will overall help you to feel better. We are designed to move after all. If you're not really sure how to move, and right now you might not be able to go back to the gym because some gyms are open, some aren't, there are a ton of online things that you can do. Uh, Jenny really loves yoga with Adrian, and um, you know some of the gyms are starting to open. But at the very least, just get out and go for a walk. Get some fresh air. We talked last week how our friend Tommy Caldwell said that getting out and walking is really good for you. He's, uh, he's He knows what he's talking about. All right, habit number three. Meditation and mindfulness. Take a break from the constant doom scroll and find some stillness. So according to Headspace, which is a very popular meditation app, which Jenny and I have both used on occasion, mindfulness is the quality of being present and fully engaged with whatever we're doing at the moment, free from distraction or judgment and aware of our thoughts and feelings without getting caught up in them. We train this moment-to-moment awareness through meditation, allowing us to build the skill of mindfulness so that we can then apply it to everyday life. In teaching the mind to be present, we are teaching ourselves to live more mindfully, in the present, taking a breath, not beholden to reactive thoughts and feelings, which is particularly helpful when faced with challenging circumstances or difficult situations. The emotional benefits of mindfulness and meditation can include gaining a new perspective on stressful situations, building skills to manage your stress, increasing self-awareness, focusing on the present, reducing negative emotions, increasing imagination and creativity, and increasing patience and tolerance. And with all that in mind, some research suggests that meditation may help people manage symptoms of anxiety and depression as well as sleep problems. 
So there's lots of good to be had with mindfulness and meditation. And uh, Jenny and I discussed and practiced mindfulness and meditation on the Improvement Project podcast in episodes six through 10. So if you'd like to hear how we did when we made this uh, important practice a habit, go and check those out. The other habit that is relevant when discussing mindfulness during these strangest of strange days is taking in the constant stream of news. It's a good idea for your mental well-being to limit news checking or watching to once or twice a day and put a time limit on it. Because generally, the more that we read or watch, it's going to send our brains into a spiral. It's good to stay informed, but it doesn't really do much good after that to stay stuck in the endless internet scroll, which you've heard me refer to as the doom scroll. And last week, I shared shared a win that I deleted Twitter off of my phone, which was really taking me to the bad place. And I'm happy to say that I feel much better when I haven't been looking at it. So if you are finding yourself in that doom scroll, I would recommend just delete those apps off of your phone for a while, or at the very least, put a limit on them. It really does help. All right. You can also, if you get stuck in that doom scroll, use some of the resources from Headspace or Calm. They have some free ones just to kind of, you know, check in three minutes, just calm down your brain, calm yourself down, help you to get back to yourself and feel more grounded. All right, habit number four, establish a routine. When things feel out of control, control what you can. So we've said it before, and we will likely say it a bunch in the coming months and perhaps even years. We are in uncharted territory. This is a once in a century event that we are all trying to negotiate together. The uncertainty of every step of it feels like a major loss of control and it's super hard. When the world seems uncontrollable, focus on what you can control. Here are some things that you can do that are in your control that will be helpful to navigate fear and change. Before this crazy time, I'm gonna bet that you had a routine. You woke up at a certain time, you ate at a certain time, you exercised at a certain time, you went to bed at a certain time. Now, you may have found yourself out of routine because of what I've been calling the never-ending weekend of COVID times, Um, or you might just never have gotten back to that other routine because your world is totally different. So remember that in times of uncertainty, your habits can ground you. So if you are out of routine or if you're not liking the routine that you find yourself in now, We talked about it last week. This is the perfect clean slate. That September back to school feeling. It's time to get going on a new routine. So if you are someone, and this also is relevant to someone in the before times who didn't have a great routine, now's a good time to get into one. It will help you feel more in control if you know what to expect from your day. And that is something you have control over. Even if you are not yet back at work, or even if you are working from home, Set your alarm, take a shower, do your hair, get dressed as you would normally. Put exercise, gratitude, meditation, and connecting with others into your schedule every day, and then do those things. This routine will help you feel more in control, and that will ground you and reduce your stress. This is especially important if you have small children or others relying on you to maintain order and calm during a stressful time. You've got this. Other things you have control over. Wash your hands. Practice social distancing and wear your mask when you are in public. If you need a distraction, work on a project that you've been meaning to get to or just chill out and watch something fun on Netflix. Overall, when you feel yourself spiraling, bring it back to what's right in front of you now. That is what you have control over in this minute. Habit number five, stay connected. Social distancing does not have to mean social isolation. We all know that it's important to practice social distancing, but that does not mean we have to disconnect from the important people in our lives. 
The ways that we connect might be different right now and they be changing depending on the time of year. One thing that is causing some stress for some families as kids go back to school is the fact that many people will have to tighten their circles again to keep our most vulnerable people safe and healthy, at least until we see what happens with the back to school experiment. Whatever the situation is where you are now, do your best to make it part of your daily or weekly routine to reach out to the people in your life. It will help you to feel better and it might be a massive help to the people you are reaching out to as well. We have all sorts of technical wizardry in this day and age, and that will allow us to connect, to get on FaceTime or Skype, or just pick up your phone and call. You can also go for walks at a distance or sit outside with family or friends at a distance. If you have people or pets in your household, you can hug or cuddle them and then do that more often. When we touch, cuddle, hug, or hold hands, our bodies release feel-good hormones. These hormones include oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin. Once the hormones are released into our bodies, we experience feelings of happiness, relaxation, improved mood, and lower levels of depression. This is always evident for me when my cat, Amigo, lays beside me on the bed and keeps me company. He always seems to know when I'm feeling a little bit anxious and petting him for a few minutes really helps. Maybe you have a cuddle bug pet in your life that does the same for you. Hugging my husband, John, helps too when I'm extra anxious. So those are the five habits that I would recommend, including in your routine to help you feel grounded, especially when things are feeling uncertain. Quick review again, they are gratitude, move your body, mindfulness and meditation, have a routine, and stay connected. Now, I know that sometimes when you are cooking or driving or working out when you are listening, you might not have been able to take notes. Well, don't worry, friend, I've got you. I created a free resource that reviews these five habits for uncertain times. So head over to fivehabits.drpeggymalone.com and that is the number five habits.drpeggymalone.com to download the PDF with all of the great info that I shared today. And that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Do you have some of these habits in your life already? If not, which ones are you going to add? I want to hear about it. Let me know. For questions or comments, send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com. You can come and say hi on the socials. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse and I am on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. As usual, you'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at theimprovementproject.com. If this episode was helpful at all for you, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. This is the number one way that new listeners find our podcasts. So if you found it helpful or entertaining, pass it on. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Mm-hmm.